Business, your truck and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking. Today is the Power Hour. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about everything maintenance. Engines, performance, modifications, fuel mileage, troubleshooting, emissions, new technology. You name it, we'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and ask the question. I've got John and Ethan with me from Pittsburgh Power. Oop, looks like Bruce is here as well. And we'll be getting to your calls and questions in just a little bit. Bruce, welcome. Well, thank you, Kevin. As always, it's our pleasure. Great to have you here. We'll bring John and Ethan in. Hey, guys. Uh, Great to be here, Kevin. Great to be here, Kevin, too. All right. So we have the first string. I can sit back and just press buttons, right? (laughs) That's right. My world has been reduced to taxes, taxes, and more taxes. I am now dreaming about taxes. I don't like that word. (laughs) That's almost right up there with the cancer word, you know, taxes. Yeah. I asked Amy, I said, what would we pay income tax this year? She said, you don't want to know. I said, no, tell me. She said, you'll be too upset. I said, tell me what we pay. She said, "I, I, I can't. Uh, you'll just be too upset. And when I think, you know, people say, hey, I'm in the 30% tax bracket, well, being we're a sub S, we're like in the 300% tax bracket. It's terrible. But uh, what Trump has done has really helped. It has. We've seen the paychecks go up and our tax bills go down. Yeah, it, we can see the difference in the numbers in our business. You know, we do payroll tax, which, you know, that's every week, week after week after week. Then you have quarterlies, then you have your year end, and yeah, it's a lot of money. And, you know, I've always said, as much as I hate taxes, I still want to be the guy in the room who writes the biggest check to the IRS. Um, That's just our system. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. um, That means you're doing pretty well, yeah. That's right. I don't know about that paycheck thing, Bruce. Ethan and I just uh, didn't notice anything yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The uh, the good news is we are all paying anyway, Kevin, less tax this week, or this year, I mean. That's right. Well, I just uh, we just finished our owner operator, our first owner operator snowmobile conference. We had to move it from Utah because they didn't have any snow up to Cook City, Montana, and they said they had 16 feet on top of the mountain. And at one time, out of nine sleds, we had seven of them stuck. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> it's, so we got off the top real quick, and uh, and we had a pretty good trip. Uh, but it snowed for the, all three days. We only had about four hours of sunshine. Our next one is going to be the 1st through the 4th of March at Togedy, Wyoming. And we're trying to get rooms at the Togedy Mountain Lodge. And I, did, I had to follow in Aaron's footsteps and turbocharge my snowmobile. And I got 200 horsepower on 450 pound machine, and it's a beast. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. Yeah. 
No, it got it got me into trouble. It got me in places four times where I shouldn't have been, but uh, but I survived it. I Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I did. I didn't okay. start out riding snowmobiles at four years old like Aaron did. So. Yeah, in the mountains too, which is. But it's fun. Yeah, a big difference. I, you know, yeah. snowmobiled some when I was younger, but it was in the Midwest, you know, where you barely had hills, much less mountains. And I remember my first time way, way up at altitude, um, Wolf Creek Pass, and got it, buried the snowmobile, got off to try to get it out and sunk chest deep into the snow and thought, okay, now what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> You wait for help. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if there's no help, you get a double and you start digging. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, these, these turbocharged sleds, whether they're a Polaris or a Skidoo, they'll go zero to 60 in about two seconds. That's and incredible. They're, they're quite quite the ride. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. So I, Anyway, I'm in Blackfoot, Idaho, and I'm going to be driving down on I-15 here in about so anybody uh, sees a red Dodge pulling a silver four-place snowmobile trailer, blow your horn. And even if you're going northbound, I'll be going southbound. All right. Sounds good. I know I talked to Aaron yesterday. He got back. He was on his way back trying to work in a pickup truck yesterday. Um, my question was, you're not driving that same pickup you're trying to work in, right? He wasn't, so that's a good thing. Um so we, we've got him back to work. It, this is just a really, really busy time for us. We are swamped, uh, which is a good thing, but um, I'm not getting a lot of extra stuff done. I have a lot of travel coming up. Uh, you know, there's so much going on in the industry right now. I am getting multiple requests to speak. And for a couple of years, I just stopped doing that. It was too much travel. But this year, there's so much going on. I'm speaking... Geez, I think a couple times a month for the next two or three months. So lots of travel, uh, lots of work. That's a good thing, though. The economy looks good. So everything's looking up. What uh, Do you guys have anything mechanical since this is the power hour? Not a whole lot new. Yep. John just sent me pictures yesterday of a Dorothy installation on a new X-15 beautiful installation yeah that one almost looks factory it came out really nice so i'm really really happy about that one now we're also in the process of writing the directions for them yes uh, we're, we're making progress with the mail order kits we've got directions for about three installations done now yes john's church is doing a real good job there we've finally got jigs i'm happy with and installations i'm happy with so we had uh sean's doing a terrific job uh, he's a little more talented with all the computer stuff. Uh, I'm okay, but you know he's got the ability to put arrows on pictures and all sorts of stuff that uh, that I'd, I'd I'd bumble around with for too long. It wouldn't be efficient. So yeah, he, he asked me questions when he needs it. Yeah. I took a <laughs> class dedicated to Microsoft Word. So what, 18 yeah. weeks of just learning that? <laughs> so, but yeah, so Sean's made a really couple of really 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 nice, uh, really nice instruction booklets. So hopefully the uh, the mail order. Uh, versions will be on their way out shortly uh we're still having anyone who's got a got a pre-order to uh you know ask them to come in and have the installation done here and the more installations we do here the better the kits are going to be when we finally release them so uh, 
just uh, all little little differences and such that we see uh, if you know we we could compensate for the more we do here so that's been a lengthier process than, than I ever thought and I, I apologize to anybody who's been waiting for one for six months now but uh, we are we are making big progress with that we're right now doing about three installations a week too so they're they're starting to get out there good and I'm traveling with one of our remote tune-up kits I just did my first remote tune-up on an Acer Caterpillar here in Blackfoot. It's a heavy haul truck, so he grosses 165000 Got it. All right. Oh, so, wow. That's a lot. Yeah. While, uh, while we've been talking, I've noticed that uh, our board has stopped responding again. And I'm wondering, you know, this only seems to happen on Tuesday, so I'm wondering if it's because we have multiple lines. So, um, Bruce, let me try to put you on hold for a second. We're going to probably go into the break before we get to any calls. But I'm wondering why this happens on Tuesdays. Uh, so let me try to reboot things here on the switchboard and see if we can get this fixed. Uh, Bridget thinks maybe she's got it. Mine's still. I'm voting government conspiracy. I, you know, oh, yeah. I, I think so too. I, I, I was, bl- <laughs> I was blaming it on the North Koreans, but I think I'm going to start blaming it on the Democrats. <laughs> They're out to get me. <laughs> oh no! Wait a minute. I've got a better one. I think it's the IRS. I'm saving people so much money on tax, they're coming out okay, to get me. that's it. You're saving people so much money. There you go. Oh, whatever it is, I'm still stuck, though, so we're going to have to take this into the break. Let me... Uh, a bunch of, uh, bunch of r- Russian bots calling in. That's what it is. That that could be. Do you want to have Bridget call me back? Uh, Do you want me to hang up and have Bridget call me back to see if it's this phone? I don't think it's the phone. You, everybody sounds good. It's that our switchboard just won't reboot at all. So let me take this into the break, um, and we'll try to fix this and come back. It's kind of hard to take calls if I can't get the switchboard to work. So check out the website. It's letstruck.com. If you don't have our app yet, get the app to listen to the show. So the app does one thing. It does it really well. Download the app. It's free. You open it up, you can listen to all our shows anytime you want. You can listen live, you can listen while we're recording, you can listen to back shows. We have years worth of shows loaded into there. You can listen to the Power Hour, Destination Health, Questions from the Road, Larry Wing and uh, you name it, they're all there. We're going to get to a break, we'll be right back. Stick around.
think uh, I think between Bridget and I, we've got the phones working again. Let me see if I can bring Bruce and John and Ethan back in with us. Looks like we've got it. So we are going to head off to the phones. We're going to start off in Tennessee. Dave, welcome to the program. Hey, uh, so I got a question. I've got a, a Series 60, uh, 12.7, and uh, the circles I'm traveling in, everyone's saying bull gear, bull gear, bull gear. To me, that's like a dog barking. You don't know if it's something that needs to be taken care of with both bees on the rug. Can you tell me what a bull gear is if it's something that needs to be uh, uh, looked at, like preventive maintenance-wise? It, it sounds expensive, whatever it is. John? Well, it's Bruce? a big yeah. gear in the front. Uh, it's good. big here in the, fr- in the front of the engine that the crankshaft turns, and it turns all the accessories, and it has a huge bearing right in the center of it, and that bearing is good for 800,000 miles and or more if you've kept your oil clean and have bypass filtration, and if the engine's still running and hasn't been rebuilt yet, you run it and you can run it past the 800,000, but when it's in chassis time, you replace the bull gear. Okay, so if the oil if, samples come back clean and uh, you're not looking at an in-frame anytime soon, is that something that needs to be done before an in-frame? No. Run it until you need to do an in-frame. I've seen okay. it, but you'll get a slight advance notice. Because if the bull gear wobbles back and forth, it'll hit the what the Detroit calls the secondary reference sensor, uh, sometimes referred to as the cam sensor on them, but it's not actually on the cam, and it'll hit and destroy the sensor right before it fails. So if you start getting that code and you pull the sensor out and it's all chewed up, pull the front cover off. There okay, appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks was, for the that call. Was great, Ethan. Yeah. We're uh, we're off to Texas this time. Mike, yeah, we've seen welcome that here a few times. Oh, go ahead, Ethan. Yeah, we've seen that here a few times and gotten lucky. And they, you know, they, they put a new sensor in and drive it here, and it still has a problem. We pull it out; it's all chewed up, and that only means one thing: it's it's hitting something. That's the bull gear. Got it. Good advice. All right, Mike in Texas. Hello, guys. You got me. Yep. Go ahead. Hey, how are y'all? Hope hope everybody's good. Um, so, Kevin, I just bought a 2013 Cascadia with a Cummings. I got 253 gears in the rear. Um, I pull tanker 90% of the time. And pulling that tanker, man, I can't get over, you know, six and a half average. Um, we do pull flatbed 10%. And pulling the flatbed, um, you know, I'm up in the eight, you know, eight two, eight three. I do only drive 62 miles an hour. Uh, my question is, what's what's the first thing I should do to help with that? Uh-oh. You're really starting to break up there, but I will uh, address what I did here because I'm confused. I, I heard in the sixes with a, with a uh, tanker and in the eights with a flatbed, something about that makes no sense whatsoever. There is nothing about, in fact, if yeah, anything, tanker, go ahead. Pulling a tanker, I'm averaging, you know, six, five, six, now, six. Now, let me um, ask. And I'm still doing the same thing. Is it, well, 62 that, miles an hour. 
That's what I was going to ask you. I thought maybe when you did the tanker, you did more local and more stops because that's common with tankers. But if you're running the same basic routes and areas, there is nothing about that that makes any sense at all. In fact, the tanker typically should get better fuel economy and more consistent fuel economy because the aerodynamics never change. And with a flatbed, they change on every load. The I, I, I'm just not – John, could you think of anything that would cause that? I mean, that makes no sense to me at all. No, nah, you'd want to check the alignment and make sure there's no drag or anything wrong with the tanker, if that's the case. Does, does okay, that, that could be the case. Walk? I pull different tankers all the time. Sorry, right. sorry, Bruce. Oh, okay. Does this, does this tanker have the walkway on the top and the framework? Where you can stand and yes, sir. you have the framework around you? Yes, sir. Well, if it has all that, uh, Kevin, you once said that mirrors take three-tenths of a mile of a gallon. Uh, when you look at some of these new tankers, and I think it's uh, all for safety when the guy's up on top of the tanker, there's that metal railing and the walkway and things. And um, I'll bet that tanker's not getting uh, good aerodynamics with that railing up there. Could be. I mean, yeah, and it's got the ladder hanging off the side. I mean, there's all sorts of drag, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I just didn't I know if air gas maybe flow below, something like that. Well, all of those things help. I mean, I, I've even seen tests with air, with air tabs on, you know, the back of the tanker itself and on equipment. I know you can't do that. These aren't your trailers. But on the tractor, any aerodynamic improvement we can do is going to help. And air tabs and flow below are inexpensive. They both help aerodynamics, so I would certainly start there. That, that's just really unusual um, to see that kind of difference. Do you have a scan gauge? No, sir. I, I would get a scan gauge because what can happen uh, sometimes is if you're not really keeping detailed fuel mileage records, and because sometimes I'm sure you fill up, and part of that tank might be a flatbed, and then part of it might be with the tanker. So that's going to screw up our numbers. And with the scan gauge, we could get instant feedback. Now, it's not always accurate fuel economy, but we don't care. We're just using it for comparison. So I, I would be interested to see if we absolutely see that big two-mile-per-gallon jump every time you switch trailers. Well, now, I only fuel, you know, enough fuel for that trip, so I never pull a tanker and a flatbed on the same fuel. Um, okay. So it's, it's accurate, and I do have an EOD, and I, I know it's not 100% accurate on fuel mileage, but, you know, that's pretty close to the numbers EOD's given me also. Wow. About a two-mile-per-gallon jump, so I'm kind of confused as you are. Yeah. Uh, Bruce may be onto something. All that well, framework might be doing it, but or you know maybe it's a combination of things. Maybe we've got all that framework. Maybe you know you might want to make a note of the tires on the different trailers and check rolling resistance. They they may be specking these trailers with wildly different tires. Maybe it's going to turn out to be two or three different factors. But boy, that one is stumping me. So I guess we could move on to what can we do to fix your fuel economy overall. Yes, sir. My next question. Go ahead. Yeah, my next well, question was, um, you know, the Pittsburgh Tower. I never get up to Pittsburgh, unfortunately. 
Is there somewhere down in Texas that, you know, you guys would recommend or that are partners of yours that I can get some stuff done? And that's all I had, Kevin. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Ethan, can we do on – Ethan, can we – I'm sorry. Ethan, can we do on the remote tune? Can we change the speed of that turbo? Ooh. No, not easily there, Bruce. Not on the, the DD – that's DD-15, right? Oh, no, it's Cummins, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Cummins. ISX. That is a Cummins in that one. We could, ISX in that, yeah. even though it's Cascadia, it was a Cummins, yeah. Yeah, we've seen a few of them. We could tune that. Yeah, yeah we, we could do that one remotely. Yeah. Okay, well, but he said it was a 13, remotely. right? Yeah, no. that's a 2250. No, 2250. Yeah, 2250. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. Yeah, hey, so we could do remote tuning. We've got, we've got three guys. We've got three shops in Texas all around Dallas. Unfortunately, all three of them are pretty centrally located. Uh, but, yeah, all surrounding Dallas uh, to the west and north of Dallas, I believe. Hey, John, do you happen to know what the names of those shops are? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got an individual named Patrick Weeb, who's a show listener. Patrick is. He's down there. He's in Seminole, Texas. We've got uh, um, Josh. What's Josh's last name? He's in Montauk, Texas. And we've got Triple C Transport that's somewhere in another uh, Dallas-Fort Worth suburb. Um, I forget the fellow's name there. But it's, it's all on our website. If you look to our website, I just updated the remote tuner list yesterday. So it's, it's very current. So if you go to uh, find, a, find a dealer, uh, you'll find the list there. And it's, it's by state. It's alphabetical by state. So just look down to Texas and you'll find it. Uh, our, our, our newest remote tuner is, uh, is Bruce Mallinson. He's got, he's got a kid he's keeping in his tr- pickup truck now. So uh, you'll have to add him to the list. Do we have Bruce wandering around on the streets again? We do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're going to get to a break. We've got more coming, so don't go away. Check out the website. It's letstruck.com. We've got all kinds of stuff going on. I know this isn't the tax show, but I'm going to take 30 seconds here to uh, let you know I do have a Facebook group specifically for the new tax law, understanding how it's affecting the trucking industry. Go to Facebook and search, not a Google search, do a Facebook search for understanding the new tax law in trucking very active group right now. I'm posting everything I can find about this. We're posting all of our new tax strategies. We're answering questions. Free tax reviews. We're finding the form there. So check that out. We'll be right back with more stuff. Stick around.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. This is the Power Hour. I've got Bruce and Ethan and John here with me, and we're going to get back to your calls. We are off to Canada this time. Terry, welcome to the program. Oh, hold on. There we go, Terry. Go Unmuted? Ahead. No, you're good. Okay. Okay. Hey, uh, I just bought my first truck. It is a uh, 2007 Century class. It's supposed to have uh, 1.1 million miles on it. He does not have uh, a lot of records. We did oil samples before we made the purchase. We got it for a really pretty decent deal. And so I'm not too worried about putting some extra money into it. I went to have the dyno, and they said it's about 30% short of power on the dyno. And the first thing he said is you need $5,000 for a set of injectors. And I said, well, you called me for this. And I said, I left it there with a bad tire that's off the wheel. So you put it on the dyno with a bad tire. I said, did your technician say anything about the tire? And he said, well, no. (laughs) Uh, And so I'm like, okay, obviously you guys are not the people I want to be working on my truck. Where can I go to get information? And would that actually make any difference on a dyno? I'm, I'm not a mechanic. I'm a truck driver. I admit that. So where do I go from here, <laughs> I guess? Do I look well, for a different mechanic? Do I? Let, 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 me, let me say this, and then I think Ethan and John are going to finish it. If you're down 30% on power, the first thing you do not do is put injectors in. You check your ECM settings. You check your fuel pressures, your turbo boosts, and you check your uh, whole intake system for a boost leak. There's a lot of things that you check first before you go putting a $2,600 set of injectors in a truck. But, uh, Ethan, right. you wanna, Ethan, you want to take it from there, what you would see in the ECM? Uh, first, I want to do is, is, if you don't know it, is to know what the rated horsepower is. Um, and every it's dyno supposed to be rated different. at. Yeah, it's supposed to be rated at 550, is what I was told when we bought it. Now, that is not what is specced on the original, but the original engine was redone supposedly just shy of 300,000 miles ago. So they may have done something different but I don't know what because we don't have any uh, records for that. So in that case, you'd have to look in the ECM and see what power it's rated for because someone could have changed the rating based on their application. Um, And being that you don't know much of the history, we don't know. Uh, Second is every dyno reads a little different, so you have to have a good dyno operator to interpret your results. Um, Did they tell you what horsepower it did? Yes, at three at three seventy five, or that okay. That's he he's rounded it to three seventy five. So okay, it definitely sounds low there, um, especially with a five fifty rating. But you know we've seen many times if it has low fuel pressure, right? There is a massive loss of horsepower. Plug uh, fuel okay. filters. It's always the first down. Okay. Oh, and the boost leak always. Boost leak. Yeah. 
Uh, I would do the okay. basics. Or some sort of D-rate, or the word starts being told to not make that horsepower. Does it have any codes? Uh, it did not have any codes that he mentioned. But I, like I say, I'm, I'm a mechanical know-nothing, and that's why I'm calling you guys, because this is my first time down the, the first rodeo, so I'm trying to get some information and, and find out. But, the, you know, I've, I've driven diesel pickups and that, and low power does not always mean injectors right off the bat. And I knew that. And so it's like, okay, wait a minute, guys. This, this doesn't sound yeah. right. And the fact that I'm you missed a tire right off the, off the bat, which should have been your first comment to me, tells me, and this is a dealer. This is a dealer in the area. And so, I mean, they should be. They should be doing a pretty decent job. I don't know if it's the tech or the dealer that I should be looking for somebody different. Uh, good tech is always good to start with. <laughs> Say what? Bring, yeah, it, to bring it to us. I'm sorry, you're stepping over each other there. I didn't get it. Go ahead, John. Hello. Okay. Yeah. Where, where are you located? Why don't, why don't you bring it to us? It's in it's in Utah, and I run uh, from Nogales up into Canada produce. Okay. And and so it's kind of out of the way. We can do that, and I had planned on doing that eventually, and even if I just had to PC it out there myself to do that. If, but I just, I'm trying to get a good start and I don't want to destroy anything before I get started either. Uh, so I want it running at best it can in that area. Right now it's sitting in Utah and I'm in a, uh, hold on a second. I'm in, I'm going to be in Utah until Friday. Ah, I'm, I'm leaving today or today, uh, out of Calgary and supposed to be there Wednesday night. Uh, maybe Thursday where in, morning. Where in Utah? Salt Lake. Well, I'm going to be up at Park City until Friday. That's Thirty miles, yeah, fifteen miles away. I'd, yeah. I'd be more than willing to pay some money to come up and have you give me a good look over. I mean, that's uh, at the at least the data that I've got, and then maybe even. Uh, you know, if you want to come down and take a look at the truck and give me a once over, you know, like I say, I'm willing to pay that. That's that's money we'll spend. Um, you think you could bobtail it up to Park City? Yeah, we could probably do that. Yeah, bring it up to Park City. Yeah, I'll hook into it. Let me get you can take a look at it. Let me get a uh, number from you guys that I can call. I'll write that down, and then I will give you a update as to what my ETA is when I get uh, into Idaho, because I'm supposed to pick up in Idaho, and I'll know when I'll be getting out of southern Idaho uh, headed south to Salt Lake. Okay. By the way, there's radar set up on uh, I-15 north, just north of Pocatello on the northbound side, so... But yeah, they Nobody should have a problem, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's seventy for the truck. For the <laughs> okay. 
All right, uh, Bruce, you got so, a phone number for us? Yeah, if you've got a number, here's what I want you to do. I want you to call a shop and ask for John. John? 724. 724-360-4080. 3-6-0-4080. So 724-360-360-4080. Yeah. Oh, 360-4080. Okay, never mind. I got it. And Don, Don will get in touch with me. No, okay. That'll Don be awesome. Give my cell phone. Yeah, give and, me a call and I'll get you. And I will get you Bruce's uh, info. Yeah, just call here. Uh, yeah, call the shop here. It's seven two four three six zero four zero eight zero. Okay. And ask for John and get Bruce's info. You got it. Okay. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. Thursday afternoon, late in the afternoon. No, it can't be too late because Ethan will be gone. Okay. Nope, I can only do the first thing Thursday morning or first thing Friday morning would work. Yeah, Thursday morning would be awesome uh, if I can get in uh, Wednesday night. There's supposed to be a storm, and so that's going to, you know, it's it's a little over 1,000 miles, so that's going to, it's going to be tight if I have a storm, <laughs> but okay. we'll, we'll get it figured out. So, and if not, uh, I should be in there. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out when I call you. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. And I'll call John. And what's your first name? My name is Terry. All right, Terry. Sounds good. Okay. okay thank you very much. I appreciate it, Bruce. And John, thanks. You're welcome. All right, let's see. We are coming up on a break, so I'll get us into the break, and we'll come right back. We'll get to more of your calls and questions right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Check out the website. It's letstruck.com. Make sure you get the app. Just do a Google search for Audio Road. One word, A-U-D-I-O-R-O-A-D. Search for the Audio Road app. The first two links to come up should be the Android and the Apple version of that app. It's free. It's a great way to listen to the show. We're going to get to a break.